everybody, welcome to Kill the Bottle. I'm Eddie Zamora, and to my right, even though you're not watching this live, is my dear esteemed colleague, Megan. Wow, that was a nice delayed esteemed colleague. I like that. <laughs> I was breathing in. That was extremely, uh, extremely prolific. Megan. I lo- wow. Yeah, I've been working on my own name. Yeah, it's, yep. it's like a slight vocal fry yeah. kind of thing. Well, this has been fun. I hope you had a good show. We did. Great. Yep. See you later. See you later. Take care. Uh, so anyway, here on Kill the Bottle, we're really excited. We have a, a guest coming up just shortly. But, you know, the name of the show, apropos, it is called Kill the Bottle. And right now, uh, Megan and I... Are, ah! I don't know why I like to call you Megan. That's I think fine. it's because I liked The Walking Dead when it was still a decent oh, show. Oh, and, and they it had was Negan? Negan. He's yeah. an asshole. Yeah, but his character was good. He was good at I like him. I like him. Oh. So anyway, so I, I feel like compelled to call you Megan for some reason. And also because I still don't know how to pronounce your last name. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's a tongue twister. It's it's un Yeah, it's unpronounced. It's a tongue twister. Megan Elizabeth. Just say that. I'll say Megan Elizabeth. Okay. <laughs> so Megan Elizabeth and I are drinking some uh, Kirkland. That's right, Kirkland, for you uh, folks from the Washington State area. Uh, a little Costco Prosecco. And uh, it is, if you're not familiar with Prosecco, it's a sparkling wine uh, from Italy. And one thing, I mean, I love I love Prosecco. I love sparkling wine in general. One thing I like about Prosecco is you can tend to find them in these, in I'd say, more reasonable, more affordable price points. And one thing I love about this Costco one, and Costco's not sponsoring this unless Costco, dude, I bought some stock this, this, uh, you know, this week. So come on, Costco, big ups. Um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this this Kirkland Prosecco is seven bucks. It is the best seven dollars you'll ever spend. It's uh, it's got a label on it called DOCG, and uh, DOCG in Italian I think is Denominazione de Origine eh, Controllata Garantitua, which is essentially it's from a particular region. It's controlled by the government. In other words, they're not bullshitting you putting grapes that are not from this region into Prosecco. And it has a beautiful little That's label. That's what the label says. That's, That's what, that what the label, label says. is on the top. And you tend to pay a little bit extra for that. And considering that, Costco gives you a – now great. Now I'm going to go to fucking Costco and it's going to not be there, which I'm – whatever. Fuck it. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> and this is 7 bucks for this DOCG Prosecco. And it is bomb.fucking.com because I can't find one for less than like 15 that – Tastes anywhere, and this one just tastes better. It really is. It's good shit. I don't drink prosecco often. You don't. No. So this is this is great to me. No, it's re- it is really good. Uh, so it's only anyway. it's only uphill from here, right? From seven dollars or no? Uh, it's only yeah. downhill from here. Yeah. I mean, here's the irony: you're gonna pay fifteen bucks for for one at the store, and it's not gonna be as good as the seven dollar Costco one. And I mean, if you don't know, folks out there, Costco is the biggest wine distributor in the world. Not just in the states. The biggest wine distributor in the world is. Costco, Kirkland, like maybe this will help the stock go up because I made like $3 on it today. So, you know, <laughs> I'm addicted to that Robin Hood app. Uh, anyway, how was your week, Megan? Yeah. That, that I always that sound good. like I have shitty weeks. I don't. I have a great fucking life. I really do. It's fantastic and busy. But I think along with that greatness comes like really shitty moments. And I'm just like, fuck it. You're but that's like, it. it. Yeah. That's, I'm just like, why? Maybe you need I just want all the great moments without the bad ones. How do you do that in life? Where's a therapist? Well, first of all, when I, when I walked in today, you were complaining of how you smelled. I smell. Because uh, <laughs> you were smoking like a fucking chimney. So I she smell was, like smoke and sadness. Yeah. But you, you know, you smell like a New York City cat. I do. Basically. Christ. Is what you smell like. But I was saying, why don't you switch from, from the cigs and go to like some eds, get some edibles or something. You're going to talk about that. I do not like marijuana. 
Uh, I, I, even though I'm from Colorado, it does nothing for me. It makes me paranoid. It makes me, every time I eat edibles, whatever, everyone's like, you just have to find the right strand. But no, I don't. What happens is I get paranoid and I think my parents are going to call me and I'm not going to be able to talk to them, even though it's legal. And then I just die. Like, that's my train of thought every it, time I get high. It's funny that you mention that because I, I've, only, I've only had marijuana, you know, I guess uh, with my permission in my body a, a handful of times. And but by, by without my permission, I mean you know secondhand smoke, whatever you get that shit. Uh, uh, but but I've, I've <laughs> marijuana first drug time, drug. No, this is the funny part. The first time I had uh, I had marijuana, I was in Amsterdam, of course, early two thousands. My first trip to Europe, and we go to like the you know the cafe, which at that time was like a big fucking deal. And I get like a a hash joint or whatever, and I, I smoke that. I felt nothing. I go back to the shop and I get another one. We smoke that. I felt nothing. I'm like, what the fuck is up with weed? Like, what is up with this thing? So then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back. I, I go back. I blamed to- weed. Hold on, hold on. I know. Yeah, what is up with weed? Because, I mean, come on. What's up I'm, with the weed? Look, I'm 5'6", 160 pounds on a good day. So it's not like you can say to yourself, well, Eddie just has this weed tolerance that we can't fathom. He's a, he should be in the Guinness Book of World Records. So I go back to the weed shop, and I, and I speak to the lady, and I was I, – I don't remember the name exactly, but I was like, hey, uh, do you have something a little stronger than the previous two you just sold me? And she's like, oh, we have spider something, spider crawler. You know, I had some, some like extravagant name. Uh, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'll take that. She's like, how many people are smoking it? Like me. And she gave me this look like I told her that, I don't know, think of the most bonkers shit you could say to somebody. That's the look that this lady gave me. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck you lady. And I got my, I got my, my weed and I go back to my table with my friend and I proceed to smoke this other joint. Okay. Fast forward like an hour later. We leave the weed store, the whatever, the, the coffee shop, and we're trying to find at that time internet cafes because nobody – I didn't have like a cell phone with internet that didn't exist. Mm. So I had to go to the internet cafe to like chat with my parents on like MSN Messenger or whatever, AOL Messenger. So my friend is probably 10 feet away from me walking on one of these bridges in Amsterdam and, you know, around all the, all the canals and whatnot. And we literally lost each other. I could not find him. He could not find me. And we were within 10 feet of each other because we were both so fucking high. Oh, so, punchline. Hold on. We, we, go to, we, go to the, we go to the shop. I, I go to type to my parents. And I'm typing to my parents. And I'm so so out of it that my body was like, ro- was like rotating in the chair, like swiveling. So I would get up to the keyboard. I would get like four words. And then I would lose balance. Mm-hmm. Do like a circle, like a hula hoop. Come back and write another four words. And then I, I had a complete conversation with my parents. Hi. And never again did that uh, happen to me. But I have a bone to pick with edibles. Okay. okay here, here's – I don't know, folks at home, you probably are more experienced than I am. I have very little experience when it comes to the world of, of, of marijuana, let alone edibles. The only thing that's edible I'm – a, I'm a – you know, my thing's a yum yum foodie. I, I'm a fat kid in this body. This is like who I am. And when somebody tells me I can only have the corner of a brownie – Wait a second, dude. The corner of a brownie, that's where I give you the biggest middle finger I could yeah. ever possibly – I could not be an edibles person because I would – I can't just eat the corner of a brownie. I can't eat a corner of a cookie. I can't just like break off – I'm not that person. You need to edible – look, so steal our idea. I don't give a shit. Please, bakeries, instead of giving me like a 10-gram marijuana cookie, give me a 10-gram – I don't know. I could throw down a dozen cookies. Birthday give, cake? Give me a 10-gram – thank you. Give You're me a 10-gram birthday cake, <laughs> Megan. Yeah, yeah. I, I will make you one. I'm still gonna put a shit ton of marijuana in it. <laughs> oh no, thanks. Good times. Yeah, good times. Yeah, good. That's sweet. illegal, by the way. You can't drug people. You can get in trouble now for it, like big time. Like you can't pull a prank on your friends. You can go to jail. Yeah, I mean the look, woke crowd. No, I'm just well, joking. 
are so against drugging these days. Yeah, I don't I mean, understand. Well, I don't know if any of those were Bill Cosby's friends, but we got a good lesson on don't drug Ooh, people. Too soon. To, is it really? No, What's it's too, too late. He's in jail. It's too late. Oh, too late. Yeah, that's probably a little bit more <laughs> it's uh, too late. late than soon. And you were just in Colorado. Yeah, I was. I was visiting my parents. Mm. Um, we don't have to get too far into it, but I discovered my father has a fireball. Like, he likes Fireball. He likes Fireball. The, the My whi- 62-year-old dad. That likes- whiskey that I won't taste because yes. you tell me is amazing. I go into the guest room and there's a big bottle of Fireball. So they, my parents aren't, like, huge. Like, let's take shots and drinks. Like, not that way. And I go down and they have a big bottle of Fireball in the guest bedroom. And I'm like, that's not for me. They would never encourage me to drink. And then my dad's like, no, I like to sip on it. Hey, my dad uses Fireball as a fucking sipper. Because it tastes like the candy, and he likes to sip it on his porch. What? That's not why that was made. No. No. uh, That's definitely – no, that's that's vile. That's disgusting. But but whatever, You should tell my dad that that's – I told him that's weird. No 62-year-old man's like, I just like sipping on Fireball. Maybe we're going to get emails that say there are 62-year-old men. I think you just need to have a cued up version of that Pitbull song or whatever. Fireball, like every time your dad (laughs) is. Just like whenever whenever you talk to him, that should be his ringtone. Fireball. (laughs) That should be your dad's ringtone. Uh, (laughs) But that was it. So speaking of Colorado, my guest today has the most beautiful chocolate lab named Aspen. Um, (gasps) And you may also be seeing her right now on the current season 18 of Top Chef. Please welcome to the Kill the Bottle podcast, my friend and amazing chef, Miss Sasha Grumman. Hey, Sasha. Hi, everybody. What's going on? Hi, hi. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what to say. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know what to say? She's dude. I her can't. Instagram is the fierce chef. I know I can't. But look at the smile on I her. Guys, you even. can't see her. Sasha has the most lovely smile. So just go on the fierce chef. Besides her amazing food, there's just something always pleasant about her. Uh, do you know how you feel about Prince? Yes. I feel like that about any contestant that's ever competed on Top Chef. Really? Yes. Oh well, well, they, but you're gonna have a post feeling of that because oh you're God. meeting her now before. I seeing... know, and I'm just gonna get on this. I'm just gonna cheer the whole time and be screaming. Ah! Do this, season it, it's season very it. Very exciting for me too. Yay! So, so Sash, let me tell you, you're you're first of all, that's a great story because you know through a pandemic. Uh, you definitely were able to cre- find a, a, a somewhat negative environment and create this positive thing. How did this come about? Just a phone call. <gasps> you know, it's kind of just how it all starts and how it you know, goes down is they reach out and they say, hey, are you interested? Um, and past contestants actually get to, you know, nominate people for the show. So. I know a few people that have been on the show, and so, you know, connections are great, but it was it was pretty wild. I mean, it was right in the beginning of the pandemic, and, you know, to get good news like that is, I was like, this email alone has, like, brought joy to my life today, so. Oh, hell, it, I just kept First of all, I've met Sasha's mother, and I can't even imagine the phone call or when you told your mom that you're going to be on Top Chef. Just like crying, just like <laughs> crying, happiness, like screaming, like could not, you could like feel how proud she was through the phone. It was adorable. 
You know, you know, Sasha. It's it's funny because I I I I met Sasha through one of my favorite restaurants in LA, and I've told you about this restaurant before. A restaurant called Union in Pasadena, uh, right down the street from my house. And I don't know. There was like a right away. I I I met her, and I just knew I was going to be friends with this person. And and I have I don't know. I guess I have this kind of innate thing where I meet people and I know who who I will be friends with or who are good people. My my dad's always told me that that I just have like a knack for that. And Sasha was one of those people. But at the same time, I love seeing uh, good people who are extremely assertive and know when to, like, stand their ground. And, and, and I don't think enough women chefs get the credit that they deserve. And I, I, don't, know, I don't know how your experience was or how much harder you had to work as a, a woman in and kind of a male-driven, uh, you know, male-driven world as far as the chef is, chefs are concerned. Well, isn't that a loaded question? Yeah. <laughs> we got well, deep. Give, give me quick. a little bit more and I will be loaded we got deep with this bottle quick. of Prosecco. Yeah, perfect. Take a big <laughs> sip. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's something wild when you first get into the industry. As a young woman, I had no experience and there's a lot of men in there. And all of the leaders in the kitchen were men for a really long time for me. And still to this day, you know, there's a lot of men running the show. And for me, I always just tried to be one of the boys. You know, I was one of the people that could hang with the boys, make the jokes, do all those things. And as I grew older into management, you know, I felt like I had to be assertive like that and I had to put my foot down like a man does. And as I've grown through management now, after the past few years, you know, it's people just want to connect with you. They want to connect with their bosses. They want to know that, you know, that they're having a baby soon and what your baby, what their baby's name is and their dog. If it went to the vet last week and like, that nurturing side is something that I think is a huge benefit for women that we don't capitalize on enough because we kind of get pushed in this direction from the get to be strong, to put our foot down and to really like have that tough edge because, you know, women, we cry all the time, right? Like we're just so emotional and that's unbecoming. <laughs> yeah. I cry all the time. I am a huge crier. I cry all the time and I don't care. Of course not. That's why you don't, you know, yeah. you don't hold anything in. Megan, do you need to you need to, you look like you need a good cry right you now. You walked in on me crying today, but I was crying because I was watching those damn videos where the kids like their dad comes home from overseas. And like, oh. I like to make myself suffer. <laughs> I was like on my phone and he came in and I was like, <laughs> that's when I cry. <laughs> I walk in and I'm like, I'm bearing gifts. And I was like, oh, no. See, it's so, it's so funny. You're like, open the bottle. Let's drink it. <laughs> Sasha, are you more of the cry for the video when the kids have the military dad that comes home? Or are you more of the cry when the dog sees the military dad come home who hasn't been home in like five years? Because I'm a dog video crier. The dog, because it's like that thing, like it just knows. They just know. So They're do, not so do children. No, they're human. <laughs> <laughs> so do, yeah, children, you know. Children, children know too that that's their dad. They uh, maybe. But they can talk to them. Oh. They can be like, hey, what's going on, dad? Like, hi, my name's little baby Johnny. But like Aspen's like, 
I just know it's you when you walk in the door before it's even you, and it's the best part of my day. So how has Aspen uh, dealt with your fame? <laughs> uh, she's actually, like, kind of annoyed with me. So <laughs> it's like, I'll, like, sit on the couch now, and she'll, like, get up and be like, whatever, there's not enough space for both of us here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Aspen uh, is, again, is Sasha's amazing chocolate lab, who I had the pleasure of meeting one time, and she's just awesome puppy. I'm a puppy person. See, notice, like, I get into, mm. like, a soft space when I start talking about animals. I start yeah. talking about humans in traffic, and I just want to hit them all with a baseball bat. But I start talking about <laughs> animals, and it's I just, just want to make sure you clarified humans and traffic. No, I said in traffic. <laughs> in traffic. Oh, not sorry. Or and traffic, too. It sounded really, if you say it real quick, it sounded like human traffic. Oh, yeah. So when I think of human trafficking, I just want to hit people with a baseball bat. I just want to hit bat. everybody with a baseball bat. Yeah. I just need to clarify. They said human in, humans in traffic. Humans in humans traffic. In tra- <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Wow. You're welcome. I, it's it's not me. It's other people that are going to be confused by your human trafficking it's stories. It's true. No, it is other folks <laughs> uh, that are going to be confused about my human trafficking story. So, Sasha, sorry, jumping back, I, I want to I dive into a, a little bit because yeah. uh, uh, whether it's a mom that's listening to the show or, or somebody who aspires to get in the kitchen and maybe, maybe is intimidated – uh, I mean, I, I, like, for example, today you shared a picture of the flour. Yeah. I think it was today or yesterday. Flour with, with your egg yolks ready to make some pasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, is, what is that? Because I even now that I know how to cook, I get intimidated or lazy to, to make pasta because I'm like, shit, man, I could just buy dry pasta for whatever. And I know it's not going to taste the same. What was your, I guess, inspiration or, or what helped you kind of get over those hurdles? Any, anything that, that intimidated you when you first started cooking? When you're prepared, you're ready for anything. So my whole like mantra, when I get intimidated, when I get, say there's like a huge, you know, really important guest coming in the next night and, you know, you really have to impress them. Say it's a food critic. And what you do is you prepare, you write a list. I always, I make a million lists. I cross things off. I rewrite the list. You know, I make spreadsheets for every single dinner that I do. Um, that way you're covering all of your bases. And when you wake up on the day of game time, like you're ready to go, you have your list, you know where your head's at and you're set straight. So I think being prepared is number, number one. Who's your dream diner to cook for? If you could pick uh-huh. one person, you know, that you're going to cook for that you would die to try your food, who would that be? Alive or dead? Take your pick. I mean, like, I'll cook for Brad Pitt, like, any day. Like, yeah. he could call me at, like, 2.30 in the morning. And, like, I would just, like, watching food go into his mouth. Or Matthew McConaughey, same time. Um, See, there was I, a I there was a right and wrong answer. And you got you did it. You got it the right answer. So, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. If okay. I could just have two of them, like, staring at me at a chef's table, like, while I cook them food, I think I'd, like... I'd, I'd be like, this is when I can die. This is it. This is the moment. Okay, I'm so happy. What are you gonna What are you gonna cook for them? Give me. App. I agree. Oh, you know what? Since since I I've I've eaten your food, I'm gonna give you a five courser. So five course. What you don't have five time course. to make a list right now. So a five course dinner for Matt and you know Brad Pitt. They you know knowing Matt and Brad Pitt, they're probably Matt a little high. They're, names they're only. probably <laughs> a little high before they got there. Let's be honest. Matt may have been naked playing bongos, you know, something like so. Let's just 
let's okay exactly so what what's your five courser five course i'd probably break down a fish in front of them like mm. a big old tuna in front of them <laughs> nice. and be like yo check yeah. me out <laughs> yeah you like that um, yeah <laughs> I love uh, that. You yeah. know, you know that you, they should go fishing for it before too. They should Matthew yeah, like, McConaughey. So y'all are gonna wake up and y'all are gonna go fishing real quick, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna break that puppy down. We see him ice um, fishing in those <laughs> commercials. He can do it. Yeah, yeah, he can do it. Yeah, I've seen you fishing. You can do that. Um, so what's happening yeah, with that so fish? Like, so we're gonna do like a crudo on that fish, like on the boat. You know, nice. like it's gonna be like all in the moment, and then we're gonna like park the boat on a beach and like there's gonna be like a fire pit set up it's gonna be like super sexy like like i'm watching the bachelor yeah what's that i said i feel like i'm watching the bachelor which i've never seen but it this just sounds like something that would happen on the bachelor on like a date like if the bachelor wants me on like let's do it let's cook cook for them okay sorry um (laughs) no okay so we'll go crudo we'll go like a cute little bread course because it's kind of my thing right now. Like a nice little like sexy focaccia when they hit the table. Um, okay. And then definitely go and do a pasta course because that's just people love that. Mm-hmm. People love that shit. Like <laughs> watching it all come together, like people fall in love, you know, yep. and I fell in love with it the same way. So it's like I want other people to fall in love with it the same way. So definitely a pasta course. Definitely like a steak course and just like a huge giant ribeye for both of them and just like stab it with like an anchovy compound butter and be like, enjoy yourself, be a man. Um, Uh I like that. I can rock that. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah, like stab that thing. Here's a cleaver. Like enjoy your life. Um, And then probably some like, sexy creme brulee situation you know i want that like luscious last bite like you're gonna make them nervous with the blowtorch you, you have like, to get a blowtorch like burn it right exactly. in front of them you have to have a blowtorch in front of them in the air and, like, light it on fire you yeah know? you did you broke down a fish you have a steak with a fucking knife in it and <laughs> blowtorch you just oh, you need the goggles when you come out Oh, she's in Flashdance. Oh, she's yeah. Like, yeah, she's the welding uh, dancer yeah. from Flashdance who's a chef. I was imagining like a Magic Mike, but woman doing, you know, that sort of. <laughs> it's Well, it's Matthew McConaughey and Brad Pitt. Welcome you to can, the mind of you Megan. You can cook with or without clothes in front of them. It's up to you. Yeah. Requirement, no clothes. Yes! Boom. This is now and my dream. You're living my dream. Channing Tatum. Guys, I really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a threesome. It's a threesome. Okay, fine, uh, fine. So you're, you know what? I, I've seen you. You can make enough food for all those folks. And you, you mentioned something that that you're doing now, and I just want to jump into it and say it real quick. Yeah. Sasha is making the most incredible focaccias right now. And how can people listening get their hands on some focaccia? Right now, you can get focaccia by coming to Houston. Okay. Um, and hit me up. I'm going to actually be joining Farmer's Markets in Houston starting on Sundays in April. So you'll be able to meet me in person and we'll be able to chat and, you know. Are you listening, Matthew? Matthew McConaughey. He's like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Let's go. (laughs) I want to go back to your lists. It's like my favorite thing you said was lists. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to call my mother. I'll give you her number. And I need you to tell her on Thanksgiving to shut the fuck up and let her daughter use her lists. Okay? If you could just do that, 
That's going to be really nice of you. I love lists. I'm on your page. All I do for Thanksgiving is list after list, like to make sure I'm putting everything in at the right time, at the right everything and making sure I'm multitasking. So thank you for helping me. What is it called? Establish that I'm right. Validate (laughs) your feelings on Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, I got you, girl. Yeah, and people who aren't making lists start. Yeah. But, you know. Thank you. <laughs> no, don't. Please, don't it's don't my, use softer it's my language. my mom. She raised me. I don't know where you think I got my language from. <laughs> it's just living in Colorado. That's all it is. Same. Same. <laughs> my mom's like, where'd you learn that word? You're like, mm, I heard you on the phone yesterday. Come on now. You're like, ma. <laughs> ma. We're just, it's yeah. funny because you are from uh, Southern California. Do you miss Southern California? All the time. Oh. I miss it so much. Do I you, love that place. Do you miss it culinarily? Anything like maybe produce is different? Like what do you found as the biggest difference as a chef uh, going to, you know, central part of the United States? Even Houston has, co- you know, coast relatively close by. So I'm assuming yeah. you can get some fresh fish. But what has been the, the, the yeah. I guess, the biggest adjustment for you as a chef? So the biggest adjustment is California. You go to the market and you can get anything you want. Like literally anything you want is at the market at all times. Here, it's a little bit different. You have to hunt for it. So my first like time, like first like year here, it was like a little difficult. I was like, I don't know where to go for everything X, Y, and Z. And now three years in, like I'm buying cheese from a guy that's from Venice, you know, but he lives in Texas. You know, you have to like hunt out and find these special purveyors. Okay, sorry. Uh, You have to clarify Venice, Italy or Venice, California. (laughs) Venice, Italy. Okay, you know, because we, there. I guarantee you, there's some dude from Venice who has something in Houston, and he's selling cheese. Also, let's just you know. Yeah, right. They're, they're know. probably. He's like, she's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> but the, like, so yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta seek it out. So you do you feel yeah. you're you're kind of working a little harder to achieve the same level? I guess that you. Well, I guess that's a good challenge. Because again, you could do it there. You could do it anywhere. It. Yeah, dude, I can't even imagine after going to the Santa Monica Farmer's Market for <laughs> ever. Are we and the Ferry Building. Oh, yeah, exactly. And the, You're like, the Ferry Building, the Santa Monica Farmer's Market, you're like, I don't know what else is life. If it's not in a foreign country, then I'm pretty sure it's not better than those two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It. I, yeah. I see. I see our our mutual friend Joe uh, Joe Sasto in San Francisco now because he moved to SF, and I see oh, yeah. all his Instagram footage of going to the market there, and I'm like, well, it feels like he's he's in LA. You know, it just feels like he's getting all this I beautiful know. produce and all that fun stuff. So I could see how those gorgeous. Now, how has there it has there been any any challenges as far as the no, I'm not even going to ask that because I'm like challenges on like how are people different in Houston versus California uh, as far as like restaurant, uh, you know, or have you noticed because I, I think of Houston as a very meat and potatoes culture and this is not good or bad. Yeah. I just this is the way I see it. So I, I yeah. see them or see folks there in general being presented with maybe a I don't know, let's say a dry aged steak. That is six ounces instead of 12 and it costs twice as much as the 12 one. And maybe people getting pissed that they're eating a small steak instead of not, you know, not. I can't hear you now. Hold on. 
There we go. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, that are, you know, that are eating that, that smaller steak as oh, opposed yeah. to just thinking that it, the bigger is better. You know, everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. So have, have you been met with any, you know, have you bumped any heads, I guess, as far as that's concerned? Honestly, not really. Cool. Um, there's a really like phenomenal thing happening in Houston. You know, obviously it is a giant city, fourth yeah. largest in the country. Um, but culinary wise, you know, I think it's really growing really quickly because, and to a lot of people, like this is a great thing that people are coming from all over the country to be here. Yeah. Cause they see that it's a place full of opportunity. Like I was saying earlier about like hunting down farmers and makers, like they're here, they're doing their thing, but like, as a chef coming here and like wanting to seek that out. Like, I think that's really amazing for the economy here. And there's a lot of room here for people to grow. Texas has been very good to me. I remember being selfishly sad when you told me you were moving to Texas. And then at the same time, I just know that you are the type of person who can navigate wherever you go. And you're going to kind of kick ass wherever you go. So I also thought career-wise or just human-wise, it was probably the best thing for you to be able to challenge yourself to grow as a chef and, a, and as a person. What would you say is, is, is yeah. in your, you know, how long have you been in Houston now? I've been in Houston for a little over a year and a half. What has been like your biggest growth spurt in, in your personal or, or chef life that you've gotten just from that, that year and a half in Houston? The pandemic, like yeah. a thousand percent, uh, getting, getting furloughed was one of the hardest things, uh, that I've been through professionally because you have control one day and the next day, nothing. What do I do? You know, mm -hmm. you're going from 80 hour weeks to nothing. And that's a lot. That's a huge shift for your body. That's a huge shift for your mind. And for me, it was really dark for a little bit and really sad. And like you go through, like a lot of people did, you go through grief, man. Like you lost your life that you had before. That mm -hmm. is fucking hard. Absolutely. And I don't think people really like have processed it totally. It's only been a year. Um, but for me, you know, I woke up one day and also a huge part of like not drinking, you know, I woke up and I was like, I need to change my life. I need to change my mindset. I need to change what's going on. I need to get back control of what I can do right now. And, you know, I walked into so many amazing opportunities this past year that like I would have never been successful at if I didn't change my mindset. I read books now. Like I hadn't read a book in like 10 years, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah, like, yeah. This is what we're here uh, for. Yeah. You know, like it's, Things have changed. And I think it, they, during the pandemic, like things presented themselves and they were like, do you want it or do you not? Do you mm -hmm. want to be in this business or do you not? And I was like, I want to fight for this and I want to find a way to be in this business, but maybe it's not at a restaurant, but maybe it's, you know, it's something else. There's more than just being a restaurant chef. And I think that's what I learned here. Yeah. And it's the Houston community. It's there's a renaissance of artisanal bakers and artisanal makers that is like 
incredible. People are doing what they love right now. And that should be celebrated. That should be, you know, what we are focusing on as the positive to come out of this horrific time frame in our lives. Now, with that being said, because of the pandemic, you know, I find myself cooking more. I find a lot of people cooking more. Um, how do you feel that's going to affect attendance at restaurants now where, where, you know, so many folks have now taken on the, you know, the quote unquote, they have a subscription to Masterclass now and they're watching Thomas Keller cook and, you know, they're, and they're doing stuff like that at home. How do you think that's going to affect people, I guess, going out and exploring? And I don't mean necessarily fear the pandemic. Let's put that aside. Let's just say the, the folks that are now, that are now like, Hey, I love cooking at home. How do, you, how do you think that's going to shift or how do you feel like you can entice them to come back out to eat? Honestly, I think that people learned how to cook during this whole situation. And now they're amazing cooks at home, but they also didn't choose being a chef as a profession. You know, it was kind yeah. of like pushed on people to learn and to cook for themselves. But I think people are going to come back to restaurants in droves because finally somebody else is doing the cooking again. I don't have dishes to do when I get home. Like I really, I personally don't see that being a huge issue. Got it. I mean, and and out of personal experience, I've had the pleasure of eating uh, Sasha's pasta and it really is, it's special. There, there are just certain things. There are certain ways. Look, I can I can tell you that my mom made the the best lasagna I ever had. And then I can but but there's certain people that just have a knack for something special. And you're you're you have a knack for pasta. Like she'll do uh she used to do these live videos of her just making pasta and it was kind of like watching a trickling <laughs> brook of pasta. Like you're just sitting there relaxing and she's there rolling gnocchi and it, it you know, if you've ever seen anybody make gnocchi, it's so relaxing to watch. And it and it, yeah, and it does like dense. you know it, it, so I I see that I I can I can I can see what you mean about folks just wanting to come out in droves and maybe not feel responsible for making the food <laughs> yeah like I'm done definitely I'm done yeah I'm, like I have I know I have some tricks up my sleeve now but like I'm ready to like relax while I eat and not worry about the pile of dishes in the sink when I am done. Is there something food? I said you're you see you're making focaccia now. Was that something you made before, or was that something that you kind of either rediscovered or revisited during the pandemic? Is that or is that new? So when we first opened Rosalie, we did a ton of testing with focaccia and getting the right recipe and all that good stuff. But I wasn't really running that program part of it, but always like really curious. And you know before top chef I just wanted to like work on some things and like nail down some recipes and like have some little tricks up my sleeve and then I just got hooked on making this focaccia recipe and like perfecting it and like adjusting it like getting the hydration like a couple points higher and like seeing how far I could push the dough and I started giving it away to friends because nobody in their right mind can eat that much dough so I started giving it away and people were like, yo, this is actually good. I think you should sell it. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Nobody's going to buy this. And then I was like, let's try it. And then fuck, people are buying it and I'm busy. And and now I'm going to farmer's markets with it. Like, it's just, it's so silly how when you love something, it shows up in your product 
and people respond. And that's just what's happening. Well, there's something about focaccia, too, that it is kind of like the it's and, and this is the way I look at it. It is the perfect baked thing that I will never take the fucking time to make at home. Does that make sense? It's the perfect thing. Like, you yeah. know, I'll bake a biscuit. I'll I'll mm-hmm. bake a cake. But focaccia, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I just want to have somebody else who knows what they're doing better than me do it. <laughs> so yeah. I think you really that's me in sourdough like fuck sourdough no yeah no 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 Can't I go like there. you you gotta make wait what you have how long have you had that thing in a jar your fucking starter for your I don't want to deal with that bullshit let me find somebody else Other... who's perfected it and made their house smell yes. like feet like yes I'm not making yes. kombucha in my house I will drink no. your GTs or whatever the hell else kombucha uh you make I don't I'm not making that at home so you kind of hit <laughs> the neither. nail on the head with with focaccia and how and and it's kind of it's funny like when you focaccia you feel like you're part of like a club focaccia is like one of those food items that you're like oh no i like focaccia and you're like oh yeah you know some people are like i don't even know how to say it but i want it and you're like you're so cute i love you so much i want some focaccia you want some focaccia? Give me them there, focaccia. I want some focaccia. Focaccia, yeah. You want? Some, I want some focaccia too. <laughs> hey, now. It's been a while, pandemic and all. Focaccia. Oh, girl. <laughs> like, fuck. That's a whole other podcast. Uh, um, maybe I should do that podcast well, next. On, on on that note, yeah. Sasha. Not getting laid. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like. And far from it. I don't know when it's going to happen never. again. Cool. It will never happen. It's, never. It's, it's so funny, Sasha, that you mentioned that. And uh, Megan, that you mentioned that. Because I've been sitting here for probably a good two minutes trying to figure out how to segue into this. And you just oh, did it for perfect. me. Uh, there's a new a new segment that we're going to test out here. I, I don't moved even... rooms because it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, she's she. Your nose joking. is growing, Pinocchio. I just wanted to make uh, the noise sound so, better. <laughs> so uh, I have I a. Like, fuck! I'm gonna sign off real quick. <laughs> yeah, it was nice talking to you. <laughs> so I, I, there, there is this whole world of 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 dating apps, and I can't even imagine what's going on in the world of dating apps now with with uh, you know uh, with the pandemic. But I have this really nice coffee grinder at home. Okay, it's beautiful. <sighs> It's like, you know, it's, 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 oh boy. I like, see, good. You know where I'm going. So I have this beautiful coffee grinder and this coffee grinder has, it has been told to me several times that, man, that is a sexy coffee grinder. And for some reason I said, you know what? My coffee grinder needs its own grinder account. So uh, this past week I decided um, to, for those of you who aren't familiar, grinder is a kind of a hookup app. uh, For... Kind of. I honestly, I don't know much about it. I just know that I have a coffee grinder, and it needed its own grinder account. I just thought that was funny. It's a hookup app for gay men. Okay, okay, just, fine. No, Fair just enough. so we're all on the so same there's page. So no, there's no women on there. I don't think so yet. I don't know. We don't know. Okay, so I created. I mean, I've never been on it, so I don't think so. Uh, let me tell you, it was so I had a, I have a homework assignment for Megan uh, because of this account because it's 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 traumatizing. I <laughs> hey. You know, I'm like my innocent eyes. So I created a, a, a grinder account for my coffee grinder and it's got some really sexy coffee grinder pictures. So I've got I took pictures of every wow, wow, angle wow, wow, of my wow, coffee wow. grinder. Um, I'm, I'm going to read to you my bio, <laughs> Sasha. 
Uh, and so this is a bio for my coffee grinder on Grinder. So I, I must have put this up, I don't know, less than a week ago. Do your commercial voice. Oh, uh, hello, bienvenidos. Oh, Estamos hablando aquí. No, so that's my Spanish commercial voice. That's my Sábado Gigante Do voice. Do your English commercial uh, voice. <laughs> so my my Grinder profile's uh, bio, and this is again is for this beautiful coffee grinder. It's uh, so this pandemic is mocha ing me crazy. Finally getting on Grinder, ready for my daily grind. Better latte than never. <laughs> I have no trouble espressoing my feelings. Wow. Thanks for letting me venti. <laughs> Asta barista, baby. So that is the bio I that I. with you. That, oh my God. So, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, so that is the bio that I came up with for my coffee gardener. So I go, you know what? I'm going to, I go live with this. And I shit you not. Within 10 minutes of this being live, I... I yes. Uh, Continue. I, I, Continue. So I, I, my profile gets liked by somebody named Nipple Kidman, <laughs> which I thought is like the most clever like name ever. Nipple Kidman. I like it. Yeah, I thought that was clever. And like some it. someone who has... And I, I can't share... I, I guess I'll blur out his face for Instagram and we'll, and we'll share this because... Uh, some uh, I don't hey, do I have to say gen- some dude I don't even want to say gentleman because he's I don't I don't know he's a uh, he 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 has a glory hole sheet in his home <laughs> and th- Megan what are you, what's going on in that sound booth uh, he has a glory hole sheet so I guess he hangs a sheet in a doorway and he asks people to come to the come to the glory hole and you know and and, and, and what do I take the coffee grinder. Yes. So, like, like, what do you do? Put the coffee grinder oh, in the glory hole. Yeah, and needless to say, within she said no. <laughs> within another twenty minutes, I've gotten a slew yeah. of dick pics. I like, I can't even, oh, and I've no. not engaged. No. I've not interacted with a single person. This is just a plethora. And you're of, you're already getting them. I'm already getting them. So, and, and essentially, for like ten minutes, I feel like I, I feel like I think a woman feels on a dating app. For, for 10 minutes. That's how, like, I feel like, oh my God, this is what a woman deals with every second of their life. Oh, hold on um, a second. So, hold on a second. So I don't homework, deal with that. Well, because you're not on, on Grindr. Okay. I'm sure if you were, you know, if you had a, I'm not a, a gay guy. funny coffee pun filled Grindr account <laughs> about your coffee grinder, you would find dudes that thought my that was My normal account gets jack shit. Which Eddie. would then, which would then, you know, which lead leads to, into my new podcast. <laughs> Never getting late in 2020. Woo! It's uh, 2021, so shit. Both, both. both okay, years. fair enough. Uh, uh, so the homework cool. assignment for Megan is Megan. You gotta manage this because I can't. I feel uncomfortable uh, on this uh, thing. Like I don't. I don't know how to explain. It's nobody, just weird. Nobody wants dick pics, Eddie. Like no girl wants dick pics. I don't want. I don't want that. No, no, no. F- fair enough. And I imagine me. I have a parody coffee grinder account, and I'm getting dick pics. Like, like what? Like, dude. Like for real? For real? Ball pics, though. Like, it's I'm just... all about <laughs> ball pics. <laughs> a nice set of balls, you know. Yeah, um, just a nice well tea bag looking set of oh my God. hairy balls. Well, you know what? Too I mean, much? Sasha does Why live in Texas, so I'm sure there's a lot of pickup trucks there with ball sacks hanging off the back of them. 
Uh, and I, based on the face you just put, I'm sure there's quite a few that you've seen in Texas. Um, but yeah, no, oh, so many trucks, I, so I many big trucks. You're like, yeah, I know what the big truck means, asshole. Yeah, I see you. You know what I kept on thinking, and this is this is just my my terrible sense of humor. And when you know when the unfortunate like power outage happened in Texas, um, I kept on imagining. I kept on imagining. Do those trucks now have shrinkage? Because there's no heat oh. in Texas, do the do like the little do the balls on the back of the pickup truck shrivel? Mm. You know, mm. I did fathom that for a hot time. Did you lose power, Sasha? I did. Oh. No bueno. And water. Did you have to go to a hotel? Uh, so I went to my friend's house, and then we started getting stuff back here, and then it all went to shit, and I had a leak in my apartment. Ah. So I had to leave, and I went to a hotel. But it was so fucking cold that the compressors for the heaters were broken. So it was there was no heat at the hotel. So <gasps> it was it was a week. Oh. Oof, that is no. You know, I there's something I want to ask you. It was though, bad that I'm that I'm thinking of because I you're you're you, would you say pasta is your favorite thing or what is your what is your favorite? And I know I know it's like picking a favorite kid, uh, but maybe like your favorite family of things. Is it pasta? Is your favorite family sushi, fish? Like what? What would you say is? I your... like mac and cheese. Oh, you're not asking me. I am, but oh. that's pasta. <laughs> All right, um... Yes, mac and cheese is also my favorite thing, and I have a friend that will back me up on that. Oh, um, God. Yes. So I'm. I mean, like, yes, I'm like a pasta freak. Okay, so F F yes. Mary Kill, uh, gnocchi. <laughs> Um, I, I want to play cool. Tonarelli. I like this game. Say it again, gnocchi. Tonarelli. Tonarelli. Um, and raviolo. F Mary Kill. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I'm going to kill Tonarelli. I am going. Why? why? To Hold marry... on. I need, a, I need an explanation. Why? Why are you going to kill Tonarelli? I'm bored. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Got it. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, uh, all a uh, uh, a lady with cooking knives needs. I'm bored, so That's I'm killing Tonarelli. So good. Uh-huh. That's good pie. Um, uh, for the gnocchi, I'm gonna marry you because you're like fluffy and warm and sexy and like just like I want to fall into you like every oh, yeah. night, basically. Okay. Got it. You know. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, I have, like, really strong feelings. And I couldn't tell. Then I would absolutely ma- er, fuck the raviolo because that's just, like, a special occasion moment. Okay. Okay. Huh. Well, you had yeah. a special occasion moment, at least a dream special occasion moment. F. Mary Kill, Channing Tatum, uh, uh, Brad Pitt. Oh, my God. And Matthew McConaughey. Get the fuck out of here! No, uh, you, ha- you have Mary- to. I'm not. I'm not getting the fuck out of We're anywhere. Moving like to you. Utah and we're all getting married. Let's go. Yes. Woo. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, this is like it's so funny. I've I've okay. asked you the most farcical question, and it feels like I've asked you an SAT question by looking at your face. So yes, please. I'm like fuck. I really got to think about this. Um. <laughs> okay. So I would. Uh, I would marry. I would, I would marry Matthew McConaughey because, like, who doesn't want to wake up to that every day? Um, I would definitely. I mean, like, I will wake up to her too. Works for me. <laughs> uh, okay. 
<laughs> um, and then I would totally fuck Channing Tatum because like, have you seen the opening part of Mike XL, whatever it is? Uh-huh. Yeah. He's dancing uh-huh. to pony. Like, yeah, oh, it's playing in my head. On my okay. And then I guess I'm murdering Brad, but that just seems like I think I'd like pretend murder him and then like find him and then be like, just don't tell anyone. So which which <laughs> Brad are you talking about? Like Thelma and Louise Brad, or are you talking like Mr. and Mrs. Smith Brad? Like what's what's your favorite Brad? Mr. and Mrs. Smith Brad. I just watched that the other day. Like, could they be any hotter? They couldn't. Like, is there not possible? Is like, it? Is it weird that I'm when not into Angelina Jolie at all? Like not remotely? Yes. Is it really? Yes. Because I don't I don't yes. I mean I don't think she's unattractive. I just don't see the big deal. Ugh. She that, is the fox of foxes. Yeah, that movie makes me like cry because I'm never gonna have that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're never gonna you're never gonna get shot at. Yeah. While you're... I'm never gonna have a deep passionate sex scene after a shootout with my husband never say never you can always you know here's my thing about brad pitt i too would kill brad pitt and nothing against brad honey but i mean he dumped jennifer aniston and biggest mistake of his life yeah and and then went for i get it angelina jolie i get it but that was also another huge mistake like look at the disaster zone that's too many mistakes for me channing tatum maybe made one mistake um, who was the other one? Matthew McConaughey. Oh, that voice. So I too agree with you. Brad Pitt's going off the cliff. Mary McConaughey. Fuck Channing Tatum. You're right. Again, yeah. it's like you knew all the answers to the tests we gave you. <laughs> it's amazing. No, no, Sasha's really with it today. Yeah, I feel like she's super. very zen. Like we should give her an SAT test. I think she'd kill it right now. Um, do you have any way of uh, filling in a Scantron? That, yeah. Do you have a number two pencil? <laughs> number do they still pe- do that? <laughs> I didn't my even take my SATs. Broke. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, oh no! What? Tra- that's broke. tragic. Sweet. So what? <laughs> Convenient. Your fingers just broke. She Has said your... all of them. All of them. <laughs> They're all gone. So we we uh. Are... <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to go back and talk about food because now I'm uncomfortable. She's holding her water bottle with her wrists. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the question for you, Eddie. Yeah. Would you rather have potatoes Ooh. for hands or <laughs> That's it. <laughs> there's no there's no I need an or. Um or, or... marshmallows for feet. Oh fuck. I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather have potatoes for hands because I Hold on, listen to me. Because I'm not doing I'm doing potato hands. Don't I, tell me to hold on. I can't hold on to anything. I have potato hands. That's true. You have potato hands. Because I feel like like <laughs> potatoes can be cut and almost articulated to have some fingers so I could have potato fingers. Oh, and, ouch. You know? And yeah, then maybe okay. I'll throw these hands in an air fryer and maybe quickly I'll have some nicely crunchy <laughs> chi- you know, I'll, I'll become like a, a like a solo yes, cannibal. I don't know. I, I you like know what? It. Maybe but I'd marshmallow feet are no go. Marshmallow feet because look, I like to dance. I, I like. What am I gonna do with marshmallow feet? What am I gonna do? <laughs> Get that drop. Get that T-shirt. <laughs> what am I gonna do with marshmallow feet? For real. Like I saw Ghostbusters. That stupid marshmallow man. They lit him up in like two seconds, and he blew up and caught. Like I don't need that. Yummy. I like that smell though. You like the smell of burnt marshmallow? I do too. Mm-hmm. I do too. So yeah. great. What do I want? People wanting to burn my feet and eat them? I don't think so. Okay. No? Right. Oh, that's a sexy date though. Burn my feet and eat them. <laughs> We just turned like a small population That's, of America well, like on by that conversation. Yeah, very small. Very army hammer of you. 
to burn my feet and eat them. You are welcome. Yeah. Too soon? Too soon? <laughs> too, I mean, too late. Too soon? Um, yeah, yeah, too it, it late. Is, it, is a little, it is a little a little too late. Uh, so sorry. I want to. I know there's some people that are... I, I keep thinking of my, my friend uh, who has a daughter who aspires to be a chef. And I, I, oh. I know I feel compelled. Like, I have to ask you this because I know she's going to listen to the show. And uh, first of all, what... What advice would you give? Uh, I mean, the, you know, this kid's like twelve years old, and she's already competed yeah. on TV shows, and she she loves Woo! to cook. But you know, at the end of the day, she's still twelve. I know she's on the right path. What would you tell twelve year old Sasha uh, to be ready for when she's cre- you know current Sasha in the kitchen? Oh my gosh. I just went from like F Mary Kill to this, so you know. Potato yeah, hands. Like potato hands. Potato hands to deep questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, New what series. Is it, salad <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what would I tell myself as a twelve-year-old? I mean, I think I would tell myself to like pay attention to what makes me happy, yeah. and don't just do things that you think should be the course of your life, you know, that don't just do things because you think you have to check things off your list. Like just go to the things that make you happy, study it, master it, like put the time into what you love because that's my one thing. You know, I started when I was 23 basically, and I wish I started earlier. You know, I love this industry so, so much. So whatever it is that you love, if you love cooking, if you love the food science behind it, if you love fermenting things, if you love making pasta, like if you want to learn about the food in Afghanistan, like study what you love, study what inspires you, find the people that are doing things that inspire you and follow them, you know? talk to them, reach out to them. That's a magical thing about this world right now is that if you're passionate and you reach out to people, like you may be surprised at how many people respond and want to talk to you about what you're passionate about. Like be fearless, go after what you love. Uh, Sash, we're, we're both people that have, have lost a parent and we both know what, what that's like. Uh, You know, I, I lost my mother about 15 years ago. Uh, Sasha mm-hmm. lost her father how long ago? Ballpark? 2013. 2013. If yeah. you could cook for your dad right now, what would be something that you would want him to taste that you make, that you are so proud of, that you know you're going to get that tear in your dad's eye because his daughter made that for him? <laughs> I think... Number one, I would recreate this gnocchi that we had at uh, Union Square Cafe many moons ago. It was like, it's a food, one of my earliest food memories. And it was just so beautiful. And I, it was a whole family trip. And I would totally recreate that. But also, I'll make this a little funny because he would always order his steaks. Like, he would be like, fucking char it. Like, destroy it. Like, (laughs) cook the shit out of it. Like, he would tell people this and me being a chef being like it hurts my soul a little bit and so I I would probably cook him like a fat ribeye like mid-rare and be like fucking tell me you don't like that I know you're gonna 
<laughs> oh, so, I love I that. <laughs> oh my god. I just dream about that moment of like being able to do that. Like, and then you're going to take some um of the steak knife and stab it right through the middle of it <laughs> too. Just to end it on that. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Give <laughs> got to be know. dramatic. It's got to be dramatic. And then your torch comes out and we're back. It's got to be super dramatic. Sasha on on that note, I love you to death. I am so honored love that you. you came on our little our little podcast. I am so happy and so excited for all your success. I love to be part Thank you for in having the, me. even the smallest way, shape, and form of your journey. I am so proud of you as a friend, and I want to acknowledge you uh, for that. I'm getting a little misty eyed because I'm so I'm so proud ah. of Sasha, and I haven't seen her in a minute. This, this is the this is the pandemic this is talking. So nice. um, <laughs> we haven't let him out in a while. Where can folks oh. listening find you? Besides, of course, on uh, the upcoming and the current season of Top Chef. <laughs> and and if, Woo! first of all, she, speaking, you know, she was making that ribeye uh, uh, for her dad and she's fierce as fuck. And her social media is The Fierce Chef. But where can we find you? So you can find me on my social media, The Fierce Chef, or my like side hustle Instagram account, Sasha's Fakasha, or you can go to my website, thefiercechef.org, or you know you can send me an email and we can chat. You know I'm here for you. I'm here for the community. I'm here to answer questions and you know talk about really anything and everything. I am an open book. Except for the upcoming season of Top Chef. Y'all got to watch it. That's right. Except for the NDA I signed, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, all right. So thank you so much, Sasha, for being here. Uh, this is Eddie Zamora. Thank you for listening to Kill the Bottle. Megan, do you want to say goodbye to the lovely people? I do, but I, I like your sign-off line that you do about it, the only thing we can't get back is time. Uh, well, it's true, and uh, it is my it is it. my it is my sign-off, but it's also something that I tell to people in my personal life. So, everyone, the only thing in life we don't get back is time. And Sasha, thank you so much for giving something to us that you can't have back. And thank you, you folks at home. Uh, for giving a little time out of your life to listen to this. I hope your life and your day is just a little bit better. Thank you. You can find us at Kill the Bottle Podcast on Instagram. You can email us at killthebottlepodcast at gmail.com. And please, on any uh, podcast platform, you can subscribe, rate, review uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you so much.